local leaders, top stories, the news that matters most to you. The News Drive at 5 with host Patrick Reynolds starts now. Welcome to the News Drive at 5 for Friday, January the 5th, 2024. I'm your host, Patrick Reynolds. Welcome to WSIC News Talk Radio, 105.9 FM around Lake Norman, 100.7 and 1400 AM in Iredell County, anywhere in the world from WSICnews.com and the WSIC socials. Facebook, X, LinkedIn, and YouTube. You've got the video feed going right there. 704-873-1400. Phone lines are open. That'll get you right into the studio if you want to talk about anything. 704-873-1400 for our Statesville studio. I believe 844-STUDIO-4 also gets you right in here. That is the primary number for our Cornelius studio. Either one, we'd love to talk to you about the day's headlines or whatever is on your mind. Patrick Reynolds taking you home after 5 on a Friday afternoon. Our top 5 at 5 we were talking about tonight. A motorcyclist comes close to hitting a student in Troutman. Iredell County is under a winter storm advisory. A raccoon has tested positive for rabies in Mooresville. Cornelius's growth marches forward. And the city of Statesville has two important meetings next week. 704-873-1400. You can join the news drive at 5. We are keeping an eye out right now for a possible traffic update from iCats and our favorite new partner, Yolanda. We'll keep an eye out on the phone lines for her and jump right in with a 5 o'clock Friday Winter storm weekend, possibly. Traffic update could be vital. Stay tuned. We'll keep you in the know. I wanted to talk about a few shows that preceded the news drive at 5 tonight. Very good, healthy two-hour block airs Fridays here on WSIC. You just heard Health Talk with Dr. Fred Lowry, 4 o'clock every Friday afternoon, as well as The L Show aired earlier today, 3 p.m. with Dr. Nicole Eastman, a two-hour block from 3 o'clock to 5 o'clock on Friday afternoons. Keep you healthy with a couple of very knowledgeable pharmacists. Listen to both of them this afternoon and provided some sharp information. So if you don't need to make an appointment with a doctor, if you want a little uh, chit-chat and some advice, we've got some health talk right here for you on WSIC. Our lead story tonight, a stop school bus violation occurred on Carlisle Road at Farmdale Drive in Iredell County on Thursday, January the 4th, approximately 2.30 in the afternoon. North Carolina Highway Patrol is actually requesting the public's assistance. A motorcyclist was traveling north on Carlisle Road and passed a stopped school bus with its warning lights activated and stop arm extended as a child was crossing the road. The motorcyclist almost struck the child and continued north. A person of interest has been identified that as a white male driver was operating what appeared to be a Kawasaki Ninja 400. The driver was wearing a black and red helmet, a black Alpine Stars jacket, and with red and white on the right arm and a red Adidas backpack. The motorcyclist was also in the area of US 21 at Julian Place at 2.40 p.m. and at North Carolina 115 northbound at Pine Lake Preparatory School at about 4.20 p.m. yesterday. Anyone with any information is urged to contact the Highway Patrol 
extension 47 for the Highway Patrol. This investigation is ongoing. The News Drive at 5 will continue to follow this through the weekend and give you any updates that we have next week. Well, the Iredell County is currently under a winter storm advisory. We could get some minor icing and some snow overnight. Saturday morning, we will be waking up to some rain, possibly sleet, possibly ice on some elevated areas, and then rain later in the day. Chase Myers from the Carolina Weather Group joined us yesterday and outlined a little bit more specific details of that. The replay of that show and that segment is up on all of WSIC socials. Uh, current winter storm watch has been upgraded to a winter storm advisory and winter weather advisory for portions of western North Carolina and the South Carolina mountains after midnight Friday night and through mid-morning on Saturday. Precipitation will most likely begin as a period of sleep, possibly mixed with light snow. A transition to light freezing rain is expected before daybreak, then to rain by late morning. As we talked with Chase yesterday, Friday night plans probably should not be affected, and possibly Saturday night plans might already have uh, fallen under where the rain would stop. But we're keeping an eye on that overnight tonight and into tomorrow morning for possible ice, possible very cold freezing rain. At the very least, we'll have a very chilly Saturday with some rainfall. A uh, good day, as, as Chase said yesterday, might be a good one to stay. Uh, put away the Christmas tree and the decorations, a good Saturday with some movies, the sofa, the hot chocolate, what have you, possibly there. Uh, Iredell County Animal Services and Control has confirmed a case of rabies. The case uh, involved a raccoon that tested positive for rabies in the area of Regal Circle off of Waterland Road in Mooresville. Animal Services is recommending to avoid contact with all wild or stray animals. Pets or stray animals with suspected exposure to rabies should be reported to Iredell County Animal Services and Control. Their number, 704-878-5335. The Kane Center, celebrating their one-year anniversary, coming up with a gala on Saturday night. And the development in the Cornelius area has been strong, healthy, and reacting as a catalyst off the Kane Center's construction, which has gone for several years in the grand opening in the past year. They've had over 15,000 people visit the 400-seat arena over the past year since it opened, and it is a catalyst for other construction around there. Uh, Mayor Woody Washam is quoted as saying the town investment in the center has stimulated the redevelopment and reinvention of our downtown as an economic driver for the entire region. Kane Center for the Arts is truly fulfilling its mission of enhancing the quality of life for Cornelius and the entire Lake Norman region. Some development updates in the town. This past September, the town board approved rezoning of Mills Market, a new 250,000 square foot mixed use project on over two acres just on the south side of Catawba, adjacent to the Kane Center for the Arts. This project will have 238 residential units. 12,000 square feet of commercial space and public parking. Uh, the original faces of buildings that will be knocked down will be preserved. 
along with an alley with storefronts reminiscent of a European village. So I'm happy to see the development there in the town of Cornelius. This is on East Catawba Avenue, if you're familiar with that area around the Kane Center. Uh, we'll pay homage and respect the legacy of Old Town Cornelius. OTC, a uh, term coined by the folks at Bella Love that brought you the Tauba Walk and the Second Friday Street Festivals down there. We're going to talk a little bit about that later in the show as those festivals and the music and the vendors and all the events that have happened in the spring and summer are very popular with the community. And we're going to have a look and maybe some guessing and conclusion as to what direction they'll go in in the future. Kane Center is there, Cornelius Development going pretty much through the roof on fire. You are listening to the News Drive at 5. I am Patrick Reynolds. Thank you for being along for the ride. 704-873-1400. We'd love to talk to you. Welcome back to the News Drive at 5 here at WSIC News Talk Radio. I'm Patrick Reynolds taking you through your commute home on this Friday afternoon. 704-873-1400, 704-873-1400. We want to expand a little bit on the story we left off before the break about Cornelius's development and the construction project that will be happening behind the Kane Center as the project developed by Highline Partners uh, also provides 10 residential unit, units, uh, some workforce housing levels for a minimum of 20 years. And as you said, the Kane Center has put through 15,000 people, they estimate, in their first year of operation. In many's opinion, the construction project of the mill would not be happening without the $25 million Kane Center for the Arts. That's celebrating its first anniversary with a gala event on Saturday night with its 400-seat theater. Uh, Washam, Mayor Woody Washam, we had a quote from him earlier, said the future is very bright for the arts along with the quality, well-planned, and much-needed downtown redevelopment. In my history with Cornelius, I've been a part of OTC, Old Town Cornelius, for about five years now. I've been emceeing the host for the Tauble Walks in Second Friday Street Festivals, which happened at the Oak Street Mill right behind the Kane Center. And being involved with that and the planning behind the scenes of each one of those for several years now, minus 2020, of course, we have wondered ourselves where the new footprint for those festivals will be. Now, they've been a very good joint uh, ventures with the town hall across the street from uh, the, the OTC, from the police department and the Kane Center. We've used the property there for several events, including Christmas in Cornelius, as well as half of each one of the Tauba Walks in the spring and fall. And with everybody, Bella Love, Waves Entertainment, Old Town Cornelius, we can't just snap our fingers and make those events happen with this development coming up. However, we are colleagues and working alongside everyone. The Kane Center looks to be a fabulous facility. I've had some opportunity to work there myself. Have emceed an event there before. I've also worked on the audio, the lighting, been a stage manager, and been involved in projects there, productions. So we, everybody at Bella Love and Waves Entertainment, we are extremely excited about the future and the Tauba Walks and the Second Friday Street Festivals. But obviously with that development happening there behind the Kane Center, Cornelius is going to look a lot different. We touched on this last night in the news drive at 5 with some residents and some folks Obviously critical of the town of Cornelius, where they were going and how they were planning it. 
which is no different from so many other towns within our listening reach. The I live in Mooresville. The complaint there has always been traffic. You talk to the folks at Cornelius, where's the complaint? Traffic. Huntersville. Traffic. Development, 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 which is a good thing. As I said last night, you can't always be the last person to move into town and shut the gates behind you. But you have to keep up with schools and roads and things like that. Police, fire, so many other things. And this involves, uh, in this particular case, Catawba Avenue, if you've ever tried to traverse that west to east on, say, a lunch break, may the force be with you. I am all for the development of the Kane Center in Old Town Cornelius, actually the whole town. I think it's fantastic. Infrastructure, I think that's the biggest complaint of all these towns is how do you keep up with it? How do you do that? Now, I have heard, and I'm a layman, uh, I don't know, probably bears some research here to get back to you with some actual facts, but I've heard through the grapevine, so to speak, that the development comes to the towns. The towns can have, have proceedings to approve or disapprove any project that comes along. When that comes, the roadways, a lot of that goes through Raleigh and the state. So you've got a little bit of a disconnect between the town and the state as far as development. And you know the left hand just does not talk to the right hand in cases like that. And I've wondered why that is, and I've wondered why I've heard that, and is it accurate? Is it true? And then what research can we do to, to determine that? I think Senator Vicki Sawyer would be a great guest on this show to explore that topic. Uh, we have so many folks here on WSIC of elected officials. As mentioned in this story, Mayor Woody Washam also hosts a show on here. Uh, Justin Dion, who's the director of the Kane Center, hosts a show on WSIC. So we've got lots of connections. And as these stories come out, as far as progress, development, what the town needs, what citizens want, what our problems are as far as traffic, housing, police, fire, schooling, teachers, all these things. Uh, I want to know the facts, and I want to know what we can do as citizens. And everybody says vote. I know. You vote. You vote who you like for. You vote who you think would do a good job. But when it comes right down to the nitty-gritty, uh, what happens, who's going to do what I want to know the details. I want to know the steps. Uh, Mayor Washam and Dennis Billadu had what, what we call spirited debates as far as what is best for the town of Cornelius. That was a very, very narrow margin of victory as far as the mayor race was concerned. Close enough to uh, require a recount between Washam and Billadu. I believe the original recount vote was 13 votes. Following the, re, excuse me, the original count was a 13-vote difference. That was close enough to require a recount. On the recount, Mayor Washam was only five votes to the good to uh, keep his seat as mayor. That certainly tells you people are looking for options, and there's at least half of the citizens there that aren't really happy with the direction that things are going. However, the Kane Center for the Arts and that development in the East Catawba area, I believe, is a good thing. It's just how it's managed. That's the question that everybody would want. If we had plenty of roadways and parking to already handle it and what was coming up, I don't think there would be too many complaints on that. Everybody would love the Kane Center and love everything that they're doing, which people do. They do love it. There's great shows there. But it seems to link back to the Kane Center with a complaint of traffic and whatnot, and that is a development issue. That intersection there, from what I've seen of Catawba Avenue and Main Street in Cornelius, 
will keep getting uh, facelifts and look better and better and better. And the folks that criticize the Kane Center in saying, boy, that kind of looks out of place there. I think in the years to come, when you see this project that we just talked about here on the mill, no, it's not going to look out of place at all. There's a good section of Cornelius that will look just like that. And the Kane Center will fit right in with all the uh, area that's around it and all the structures uh, and buildings that are around it, as well as entertaining, parking. There's a lot of things on planning uh, that we, you can look at, you can read about, and be knowledgeable about. I look at the picture here that is on the report about the Kane Center and their first year anniversary, and there's a nice photo of the LED marquee that is above there. And when people put that up, there was some people that went, wow, that looks fantastic. Naturally, you know where I'm going with this. There were the detractors. There were the critics of that LED wall. And all the planning has been public knowledge from the very beginning, close to 10 years ago, eight years ago, something like that. I don't recall. But all this has been public knowledge and public planning. And I lead into Statesville. The city council meeting is coming up January 8th, and the town's website has, agen has the agenda coming up on there. Now, this is uh, next week. You know what they're going to talk about because it's right on the town's website. It involves the citizens of this town, uh, right where we're broadcasting from, uh, Statesville. They'll have uh, Robert's Rules of Order. It will be a formatted meeting. It's not a free-for-all. But the public should be involved. The public should know, and they do know. It's who, t who takes the initiative to get involved, attend meetings, see what's going on, hear the plans, and actually cast a vote in question local officials on that. There's nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with asking questions and finding out more. Uh, so the Statesville City Council meeting will be January 8th, 2024. It'll be at City Hall. Uh, workshop meeting will be at 4.30. The regular meeting will begin at 7 p.m. They'll also approve the minutes from October 3rd, October 24th, and November 28th. Beyond that, uh, the Downtown Design Review Committee We'll meet on Thursday, January the, the 11th, 2024. Uh, they will meet at 128 East Front. Excuse me. That is one of the items on the agenda. Thursday, January 11th at 2 p.m. in the council chambers. They'll be on the second floor of Statesville City Hall. One of the big things they're going to talk about is considering uh, demolishing three buildings the addresses are 124 East Front Street, 128 East Front Street, and 150 East Front Street. You've heard my voice. You've heard this report. This is information online. So much like the city of Cornelius, the city of Statesville has an opportunity to have your voice be heard and be informed of what the town is planning. Too often we hear of towns doing things, and on the backside people complain about it and want to know about it. Yet the information was out there all along. It's up to us to go find it as citizens. I'm a resident of Mooresville. That is up to me to go find out. Nobody's going to come knocking on my door and just poke at me and say, hey, here's all the things you may be considering. What is on your mind? What's, what's heavy on your heart? What do you think? Um, this is something... We just got to go out there as citizens and keep in touch with. We have got to f stay in tune with this. We have got to stay in track with our towns. And the information's out there. The meetings are out there. I was at an event this past summer, fall, something like that. I'm going to go back to Cornelius. Mayor Washam was on hand. He spoke to the crowd ahead of time. 
And he offered his voice and his ears to anybody that wanted to talk to him. If he, you had a question, wanted to talk to him about anything regarding Cornelius, you could have. And he stepped down from the stage, and I watched him walk amongst that crowd. Dennis Bilodeau, same type of character. He did a good race there himself, and he offered the same thing to the committee, not or to the community, not to the, that same event. I just saw Mayor Washam there, but Dennis did the same thing as well. So I appreciate these politicians, people running for office that are putting themselves out there and answering questions, meeting the community. This is the News Drive at 5. I'm Patrick Reynolds. We'll be back right after this. Welcome back to the News Drive at 5. I'm your host, Patrick Reynolds. Appreciate you tuning in to WSIC News Talk on your ride home. Post 5 o'clock on a Friday afternoon. Thank you so much for spending a little bit of time with us. You are listening to us live, 105.9 FM, around Lake Norman, 100.7 FM, and 1400 AM in Ardell County. Anywhere in the world on WSICnews.com and the WSIC socials. We're on the video feed on Facebook, X, LinkedIn, and YouTube. Just go to WSIC News. Give us a like. Give us a follow. You can watch all the smiling faces from the studios here in Statesville and Cornelius. They'll talk to you from the morning show right through the evening. The Queen's Feast also known as Charlotte Restaurant Week, will run Friday, January 19th through Sunday, January the 28th. There are over 100 restaurants offering three-course, very good dining meals, ranging from $30 to $50, $100 person. Check each restaurant out. Uh, seven are in North Mecklenburg County. We have Firebird's Wood Fired Grill in Huntersville and North Lake Mall. Hunter House in Huntersville, Peninsula Prime and Port City Club and the Waterman LKN in Cornelius and Red Rocks Cafe alongside our friends in Burkdale Village. Uh, the Queen's Feast, which is promoted by a Charlotte PR firm, Hensley Fontana Public Relations, lets, lets restaurants showcase their offerings as part of Charlotte's vibrant and diverse cultural scene. Bruce Hensley, a partner at Hensley Fontana Public Relations, which owns and operates the promotion, said it's the perfect way to add some new favorite spots to your restaurant repertoire in the new year. I have participated in Charlotte Restaurant Week before over the years as a customer. I've never owned a restaurant. Talked to Joe Vagnone about that. But my birthday is in January, Producer Ben. What day? The 30th. I feel like we have nothing but January birthdays here. There's a lot of January birthdays in, on the that, staff. What's the, that uh, sign? What's that a sign? Well, you, you back it up nine months, and everybody <laughs> wonders if there was <laughs> no, a No, no, not party. that sign. What is the, like, horoscope sign? That's I'm the an sign Aquarius. <laughs> okay, okay. Yes. Is that, is that the all of January? I don't follow the Zodiac okay, that tightly, either, but... so I know what I am. I'm okay. A, I'm a water bearer and a peacemaker, my mother used to call me. Happy yeah. early birthday. Thank you. Thank you. I can't wait to turn 21 again. <laughs> again. <laughs> but yeah, I've, I've participated in Charlotte Restaurant Week before, and I think a few times it was strictly on accident. Just hopped out, you know, my birthday dinner or something, and I went, oh, it's Restaurant Week. So the Queen's Feast actually offers pretty good uh, deals if you've, you know, never been to some of these restaurants. Great place to try them at a great 
like the great meal, like cl- I call them cloth napkin places yeah. where, you know, entree, oh, yeah. veggie, you know, nice yeah. steak, nice fish. And for what you're paying, uh, it's a pretty good deal, you entrees and dessert and all that. So I highly recommend it. I'm always down for a good restaurant. So if you, if you want to go on your birthday, we'll go. Okay. You, you're taking me. No. No. <laughs> oh. You know, that was my long way around. That's what I was going for here with you is, you know, is will you take me? You're looking for a date, man. Just ask. (laughs) Well, you know, yeah, okay. (laughs) I think that might be another show here on WSIC, but, you know, do you, we don't have a matchmaking show. That's about the only talk show we don't have. we should, we should. Yeah, that's an idea. I think Justin Kazepis is listening, and I think a light bulb just went in his head and went, oh, matchmaker show. Like a like a singles dating show, that a dating show, yeah. Eight four four studio four. If you think a a a show would work, a game show like that. Mm. Oh man, that would be that would be nice. interesting. We've we've got about everything else, but you know, the next story is a lovely pairing and a happy ending type of you know great great uh, great story, heartwarming story. We're coming up here. Animal Services has found a new home for a wayward piggy. Yes, believe it or not, yes. Let me tell you, a small but enthusiastic crowd attended an auction. Yes, an auction hosted by Iredell County Animal Services just on Thursday of this week. Tracy Sanchez, the volunteer and public outreach coordinator and social media manager, got to add auctioneer to her job description for at least a day. I've never done this before, but let's get it started, she said. Now, the auction progressed swiftly with participants calling out spirited bids. The final bid, a $65 bid, secured a new home for this pig. Now, the story of this pig began on Norman Station Boulevard in Mooresville. If you're familiar with Mooresville, that is the area near Walmart and the movie theater. The pig was discovered... What he was doing there, no one really knows, but he was discovered and brought to the attention of Iredell County Animal Services. The auction, which was advertised on social media, was an effort to find the animal a forever home and raise funds for the organization's ongoing efforts to care for stray, abandoned, and neglected animals. Melissa and Larry, an engaged couple from Troutman, placed the winning bid. They were beaming with joy and expressed their excitement about the newest addition to their family. They planned to name the pig Franklin. The couple just got engaged on November the 19th. They have a menagerie of animals. They've got two Nigerian goats, four dogs, two cats, three rats, Yes, three rats and plenty of room for more, they say. Uh, the couple is confident that their little piggy, despite its 65-pound stature, will integrate into their home. We have a good bit of land, and it's home to us and our smaller animals, and he will fit in just fine, Melissa said. Franklin's story, she also said, is a heartening reminder of the community's amazing capacity for compassion. So Franklin the pig, a wayward pig, I'd love to know how a pig found its way onto Norman Station Boulevard. In our audience, if you're familiar with Mooresville, it would have to be, there's some old-time residences there, I believe on Talbot Road, that are getting, I guess, smaller and smaller with the new development that's going on here. Uh, Walmart and the movie theater and that plaza has been there for quite a while. But if you surround that area, there are townhomes, condos, uh, there's the businesses of uh, Outback, 
Olive Garden, Culver's, etc. Uh, Academy Sports that grown in. So that area, that Talbert Road that was country, you know, 20 years ago, definitely getting built up, built up, developed, developed, much like we talked about with Statesville and Cornelius earlier in the show. These plans are all public knowledge. So please, I encourage the community to get involved with their own communities, their town halls, their mayors, the board of commissioners of their own town, find out what's going on and keep track of that. So where this pig came from, that would be a total guess, would just be one of those residences that's out behind Walmart there. I don't think anybody, there's some apartments there as well. I don't think anybody's just just kind of walking around with a pig out there. But I'm so glad this pig found a forever home. $65, it weighed 65 pounds. That's a dollar a pound. So I don't know if that's good uh, in the pet adoption market. Not really. Well, yeah, pet adoption market. Yeah. But good for them. Uh, Good for Iredell County Animal Services for finding their way, finding this pig a stray home, or the stray pig a home, got a forever home. Uh, Pigs as pets. I've heard of it, not often, but I have heard of it. And the newly engaged couple back in November, they certainly have uh, plenty of animals now, and they added a new one to to their home. It sounds great doing what they're doing and uh, like to see them keep up with animal services and keep supporting them. And I think their heart is just in the right spot. Certainly put your heart that way with the holidays just passing uh, with Christmas and New Year's, Thanksgiving. We all get that little sense of giving a little bit. That may have triggered what this couple had. There's certainly their love for animals, which as many as they have, and how animal services painted this adoption of this pig. Uh, I'm not sure because I heard about it today, so I wasn't on the front side of the story as far as how they promoted it. But anytime I see an animal, I have a soft spot for animals. They tug on my heartstrings as well. One of those guys where I have trouble going to the shelter, I have trouble going to PetSmart because you just want to adopt all of them, all the kittens, all the puppies. I do want to take them all home, uh, and they would be no different from a pig as well. If they're looking for a good home and a good house, they want to be cared for. the cats my daughter has love to scratch them behind their ears and their forehead and whatnot. I hope they don't so. take in the raccoon from earlier, though. That has rabies, so I hope not, yeah. <laughs> I believe Still, the, the engaged no. couple is smart enough to do that. <laughs> News Drive at 5. We'll talk to you after the break. Welcome back to the News Drive at 5. I'm your host, Patrick Reynolds. Thanks for spending your afternoon with us here on WSIC News Talk Radio. If you would like to join the show, we'd love to talk to you. 704-873-1400. 704-873-1400. Me and producer Ben here in the Statesville studio, keeping track of the news of the day. To recap our top story, a stopped school bus uh, was, how would we put this, almost hit by a motorcycle, Mm. pretty much how it is. There was a stopped school bus violation that occurred in Iredell County on Thursday. Approximately 2.30 in the afternoon, the North Carolina Highway Patrol has requested the public's assistance on the investigation. A motorcyclist was traveling north on Carlisle Road and passed a stop school bus with its warning lights activated and stop arm extended as a child was crossing the road. The motorcyclists almost struck the child and then the cyclist continued north. 
The person of interest has been identified. It is a white male driver and was uh, operating what appeared to be a Kawasaki Ninja 400. The driver was wearing a black and red helmet, a black Alpine Stars jacket with red and white on one of the arms, and a red Adidas backpack. The motorcyclist was also seen in the area of US 21 at Julian Place at 2.40 p.m. and North Carolina 115 northbound at Pine Lake Preparatory School at 4.20 p.m. The North Carolina Highway Patrol is asking for assistance in the investigation. You can reach the Highway Patrol 828-466-5500, extension 400. The investigation is ongoing. And Iredell County is under a winter storm advisory for tonight and tomorrow. We've got some minor icing and some snow predicted to hit the county. Saturday morning should be wet, possible sleet and some snow flurries there, but it will be a very wet Saturday in our listening area. We spoke to Chase Myers from the Carolina Weather Group. If you'd like to pull up a replay of yesterday's show, he joined the News Drive at 5 for a segment and gave us his viewpoint. Uh, talented meteorologist got into some details of what we can expect. Again, a prediction, but he took us all the way around the 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 area, our listening area, and provided us some good information on what we might expect tonight. As we expand out of our area a little bit further on the footprint on the map, the Winter Storm Watch has been upgraded to a Winter Storm Warning and Winter Weather Advisory for portions of western North Carolina and the South Carolina Mountains. That should occur after midnight tonight and through mid-morning on Saturday. Precipitation will most likely begin as a period of sleet, possibly mixed with light snow. A transition to light freezing rain is expected before daybreak and then rain by late morning. So tomorrow be a good day for movies, staying inside, hanging out. Looks like a very wet Saturday, possibly, as uh, Chase Myers described to us, some icing on some elevated areas, possibly car door handles, uh, possible bridges, the mirrors on your car, that type of situation. But it looks largely wet. The temperature should rise, so it'll be a cold and wet Saturday for us. Possible some winter precipitation overnight, but not too nothing. You know, I can't count the the feet of the snow, the inches of the snow, nothing like that. It's going to be Ben. Do you go out and get the French toast kit for the snowfall or any winter well, weather? You know, it's one of those. Uh, we are under a milk, bread, and eggs yes. alert. Yeah, the French toast uh, kit. You know, <laughs> but I don't think it's one that we have to rush out too bad. I think probably by what do you say yesterday midday or so. Yeah. It would, a lot of it would be melting. But definitely, if you're going outside in the morning and you have a you know sidewalks or a, one of those. Uh, uh, a deck that has wood, yeah. you want to be careful. Sure. Uh, nobody needs to be falling tomorrow no. over some stuff. None of our audience, we don't want any of our audience no. getting hurt. Safety is top priority, That's but right. yeah, nothing nothing we got to stock up on for with supplies and the French toast kit. Yeah. I'm ready for a good snow, though. Are you? Are you? No. <laughs> well, you said you're from what, Connecticut? I am a Connecticut native, so... <sighs> Can, I could I could never see another snowflake and be perfectly happy. That's where we differ. Yeah, uh, where where are you from? <laughs> well, I'm originally from Germany, but then just here in the uh, in the Piedmont area and uh, north of Winston Salem. So okay. you know, we never really get the snow. Right. But I went to Appalachian State. I, it could snow every day, and I'd be fine yeah. with it. There's some people that are very. I know them. They're very excited about snow. Oh, let's go. Uh, as as a father of a young girl, 
I have seen Frozen multiple times. <laughs> and when they sing that song, Do You Want to Build a Snowman? I scream at the <laughs> screen, No, I want to build a sandcastle. That's where I want to go. Just let it go, Patrick. I'm, we want, I'm we gonna, want the I'm, snow. I have to let the snow go. <laughs> Fortunately, the weather is not a lot of snow overnight. We do want all of our audience, do take it seriously. Do be careful in the morning. There is a potential for some slick spots. We don't want to make light of that aspect yeah. of it. But it's not the big winter storm that, you know, some snow that guys like you are hoping for. We're not having that. Well, it's really one of those, if you don't have to go anywhere in the morning, right? don't. Yep. You know, just stay inside. Eat some some delicious foods. Take down your Christmas decorations. Whatever you got to do, and then and then get out later if you need yeah. to. Yeah, I believe if you have plans tonight, Friday or Saturday, you really will not face any precipitation. That's what uh, I'm going to lean back on our, our man Chase Myers, who yeah. provides the weather updates for WSIC. Should be should, Friday night should be dry. It should be probably wet by the time we wake up in the morning. But Saturday night, it should have already stopped raining or slating or whatever it's going to do. Roads should be dry, so we have that to look forward to this weekend. That's right. Yeah, good weekend time. Uh, a few other hot uh, headlines we want to keep you up to date on. The Iredell County Animal Service and Control has confirmed a case of rabies. This case involved a raccoon that tested positive for rabies in the area of Regal Circle off of Waterland Road in Mooresville. They advised to please avoid contact with all wild or stray animals. Uh, pets or stray animals with suspected exposure to rabies should be reported for our, to Iredell County Animal Services and Control. Their number, 704-878-5335. Uh, Statesville, two meetings coming up next week at the town hall, and they're keeping up with the date with the planning. The uh, Statesville City Council meeting will be on January the 8th, 7 o'clock. Uh, City uh, City Hall Council Chambers, 7 p.m. on January the 8th. And the other meeting, I lost it. But anyway, there's another meeting coming up on January the 11th at, uh, I believe, also at Town Hall in City Statesville. And I touched on it because I saw the story about Cornelius and their development, what's coming on. Some people are very excited about it. Some people are critical of it. Statesville is now ripe for development as well with the 7740 interchange finally either nearing or looking like it will be completed. That makes it ripe for development. Now, Statesville being in Iredell County, different from Mecklenburg County, so it is very different ball game there, but is ripe for development. So citizens of Statesville and Iredell County, be vigilant, be aware. I encourage you to keep in touch with the town hall, your local government, your local mayors, your local town meetings. These things are open to the public. Uh, if they are any meetings are not open to the public, they will let you know. But anything requiring a vote and voter input or citizen input, uh, you are allowed to attend and voice your opinion. I've attended some in Mooresville in my town, been on there the docket when some issues are uh, up for public opinion and they do give you time to speak and i have spoken i've been to the charles mack center i've been to the town hall in mooresville there were some issues there that concerned me professionally personally uh, and i have spoken over the years they give you so many time they keep it orderly fashion but folks at statesville with these meetings coming up next week uh, be informed look out for them and see 
what's going on in your community. As development goes forward, you can make it a good thing and not a headache later on. So we're coming up close to 6 o'clock, top of the hour. Usually, the scoreboard is coming up next with Joe Berg with our sports update for the night. However... Uh, Joe is out of the studio, had a death in his family, so everybody at the WSIC family passes their condolences along to Joe Berg and his relatives. So he's up in the Northeast right now, expecting him to be back here on Monday, almost 6 o'clock. Ben, what do you have planned for the weekend? You know, not much. Uh, Listening to you and Chase, I'm probably going to do like what we said, uh, the um, uh, Christmas decorations, taking that down. And uh, get the house cleaned up, cuddle with the dog. You know, good old regular weekend stuff. Regular weekend stuff. I am excited. Uh, This concludes the first week of the News Drive at 5. Only four days. We began at Tuesday. Yeah. So we'll be back on Monday at 5 p.m. But I start my day early on Monday as I will be joining Good Morning LKN. Now that is a cast of characters. Uh huh. I'll be so. down in. I will be here in the Statesville studio at five o'clock Monday afternoon for the news drive at five. However, I will be at the uh, Cornelius studio early morning. Good morning, LKN airs seven a.m. to nine a.m. weekday mornings. Justin Kazepis and. Mamie, as I think she's trying to go for the one name. Well, thing I asked her. She said Mamie Lee was fine. Mamie Lee, okay. But yeah, Mamie, Mamie Lee, hey. the meme queen, LKN memes, yeah. uh, and Bill Blakely down there. So yeah, Bill Blakely too. Uh, so we got Bill, Mamie. I'm gonna go with Mamie. I'm trying to make her into like that Beyonce, share oh, Madonna yeah. person. I feel you know? that. She only needs one name. <laughs> I mean, how many Beyonces do you know? The, the I only the know the only one, one. And I'm thinking, well, how many Mamies do I know? <laughs> She's she's our queen, right? She is our queen. <laughs> to just uh, point of trivia here, I have net, never met Mamie in person. I've se- That's right. She can't. She was. She left before you got here. We've on been the, the we've been Christmas two ships party. passing. That's I've right. seen her obviously on air, uh, you know, on video feeds and on air. But yeah, we. Uh, I look forward to spending some time with them on Good Morning LKN. I will be in studio at eight thirty on. Monday morning, 8.39, I'll be there. Show, 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. We'll talk to you Monday.